Open up that crystal Pepsi and get comfortable. This is Dopeness Dope. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dope Nostalgia, episode 168 with me, your host, Naomi. And our special guest today is the sole primary member of an urban dance act, actually a Euro dance act that started out back in 87 and they're still touring today. They're called Urban Cookie Collective. And we're speaking with the lead singer, Danielle Barnett. She's one of the happiest, sweetest people I've met, and she's such a motivational speaker. So what a privilege to talk to her. You're going to hear that right away after I drop some information on you from Urban Cookie Collective. Wikipedia Moment. Please bear in mind that Wikipedia is not to be taken as actual 100% fact. Any donkey could edit it at any time. If I'm reading you the artist's bio, that stuff is real truth. Urban Cookie Collective are a British Eurodance band best known for their 1993 hit single, The Key of the Secrets. The band was founded by Rohan Heath, the son of Guyanese writer Roy Heath. He learned to play classical piano as a child before switching to the electric piano. He had previous experience with groups such as Yargo and Manchester DJ, a guy called Gerald. Heath decided on a music career after abandoning a PhD at the University of Vermont. And after a tour of Japan supporting the Happy Mondays, he left the band A Guy Called Gerald to work with the rave band Together. Heath went on to work with Jamaican reggae artist Ika Mouse before concentrating on his new project, Urban Cookie Collective. He was the keyboardist, writer, and producer of their music. Heath wrote and produced their first hits, The Key the Secret and Feels Like Heaven. He brought in vocalist Diane Charlemagne for many of the group's early tracks. She eventually co-wrote some of the songs and became a major part of the band. The other main members were Simon Bentall, Peter Sampson, Johnny J, Mark Hadfield, and Neil Claxton. Guest rappers occasionally took part in the studio. The band caused some controversy in 1996 by recording a cover version of the Oasis song Champagne Supernova. Noel Gallagher of Oasis, who's the writer of the song, claimed that he had not given permission and legal action stopped the track from being given a full release. The band still remains active and currently tours fronted by singer Danielle Barnett. In 2014, Charlemagne was diagnosed with kidney cancer and she passed away of the disease in October 2015, aged 51. Danielle is here today to talk about all things Urban Cookie Collective, what she's been up to, and of course, we get to know a bit about her. Welcome, Danielle, to Dope Nostalgia. Hi, darling. How are you? I'm good. It's so nice to meet you, Danielle. Thank you for making time for me. Pleasure. Look how gorgeous you are. Oh, you're sweet. I love your accent. I love your accent, and thank you. Well, I'm Western Canada. So have you been to Canada before? I have when I was a kid. Where'd you go? Oh, do you know what? When I was a kid, I used to travel all over the States. So um, we went, we've been everywhere, but obviously Canada isn't isn't America. I know that. But um, I think we went to Toronto. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't quite remember where. I remember that we were there and there was oh. massive floods happening. Really? Uh, yeah, because I remember I was really young, but um, we were in a like a air like an Airbnb thing, like a hotel, but it wasn't a hotel. It had a little balcony though, and I remember yeah. we were at the window by the balcony looking out. My mum, my dad, me, and my sister, and there was cars floating down the hill from the flooding. Like really? When, I mean, when I was, was like, that? This is years ago. I mean, I'm 48. I'm 44. (laughs) We're not that far apart. (laughs) I know, but I'm just like, wow, like, I want to know what history event this was because this isn't a normal thing here. (laughs) I don't remember. No, no, I know, right? Just happened. This happened like in, we went to, me and my son went a few years ago now to um, Barbados. The same thing happened. Like on a cruise, we got off the cruise, driving around in a taxi. Mm. On the way back, the heavens opened. And mm. floods absolutely everywhere. And like, I was going to the cab driver, is this normal? And he goes, not really. <laughs> I do you said, get floods in the UK? How, do we have floods? Oh, yeah, yeah, we have them here too. Do you? Yeah, I always feel I like the UK is further up off sea level than some places. I always feel like, maybe just because I've seen like the cliffs of Dover and, and yeah. things like that makes it look like it's so much higher than the <laughs> sea level. I know, I know, right? Now, there's certain parts of the UK that will be covered over by water within, I don't know, like Canvey Island, near where I live, like about 45 minute drive. That's yeah. kind of sea level. It's built from there. So that's liable to flood in all time. Mm. It's, yeah, we're all in the same world, isn't it? It's just some of us are higher up in the, higher up the mountains. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, I live in a place that's very landlocked. It takes 12 hours to drive from here to the ocean. 12 oh, hours. Wow. Yeah. I'm really high above sea level. Are you in the mountain? Are there mountains? In- I'm not. I'm actually east of the Rocky Mountains by about three yeah. hours. See, so you're closer to the mountains than you are to mm-hmm. the sea. I love the yep. mountains. The Rockies here are so gorgeous. I hope that oh. if you haven't, you get to see them someday. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. One day, if it's meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> you look you look gorgeous. So I know you're camera ready. You're good to well, go. Well, I just uh, kind of like need to push it all up a bit, but we're all right. <laughs> we all do that in our 40s. Like, <laughs> I say, I say facelift at 50 right yeah I you know what though I'm scared because like I'm afraid to ever go under the knife because of seeing things like Madonna right now I see yeah okay Madonna I'm seeing her in October I'm the biggest fan right but she does she's had a lot of work done god bless her but you know what she doesn't look her age and good luck. She didn't look her age before the surgery. Oh, I I know she's beautiful anyway. She was forever beautiful. She's just, Mm -hmm. she's just, oh, I love Madonna. But then I grew up with her, didn't I? In the 80s. Yeah, she's our queen. She was on the ceiling. She was on my bedroom ceiling. Who gives, who gives a monk about men? I've got Madonna. (laughs) She taught us so much about being an independent and strong woman. Yeah, that's why that's why it's kind of like I wish she would have let herself age gracefully and shown us that it's okay to age. It's yeah. okay to wrinkle because she can do it and be so badass doing it. Like, you know so amazing. That's, that's the thing. Everything, everybody's got so many like hidden, hidden insecurities and like things. So, you know, I just I'm one of those people that just believe 
as long as you're doing it for yourself and it makes you happy, like go do what you want to do. Like life is, you know, obviously if, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone, <laughs> let nice. me just put that in there. But like, I just think um, we're, we're living in a world of just such opportunity mm. everywhere everywhere all around us and it's expanding like exponentially so if there's something that you want to do to enhance how you feel about yourself then go for it but I also do believe in that beautiful aging process where you know we are on this planet for a very short amount of time and it's a natural beautiful thing to get older and um you know we should embrace that too so it's just down to the individual isn't it it's what makes you're you right. feel happy you're right you are yeah. right if it makes her feel happy then go for it yeah. but it's true we're all going to age no one's going to escape it no, so embrace that. embrace how it's going to come at you i guess right exactly <laughs> i want to thank you so much for for making the time i don't know if you've heard about the podcast but it's called dope nostalgia and we talk with people who have hits that happened in the 90s and what they're doing now as well so yeah, i know that you joined urban cookie collective later in the later part of the group's um, evolution now what was your experience in joining the group how did you find it what happened well well where does it start because I'm a speaker as well I'm a motivational speaker and I tell my life story as well so I'll take little bits of it because we haven't got a whole day (laughs) but um (laughs) But basically, I had um, a record deal with RCA Records and the producer from this is when I was 18. Oh, no, about 20 years old now. Um, And the producer for my for my track with RCA was Rowan Heath, um, who is the producer for Urban Cookie Collective. Hmm. And um, my deal with RCA um, was going to be a number one hit. Unfortunately, when it was due to be released, there was a massive event that happened that shocked the world. And that was Lady Princess Diana got got killed um, Mm. very sadly. And my record got shelved. So at that point, I was very, very hurt. And um, I felt, I just felt worthless at that point. Um, So I decided to go into management because I didn't want to feel that way again. And I didn't want anyone that I worked with ever to feel those feelings that I felt. Cause it was like a punch in the gut. It was just awful. Yeah. Um, so I had a lot of success with a band that I managed called Point Break um, worldwide. And that was really, really fun. Um, and then Rowan got in touch with me um, a couple of years in and he said, Diane Charlemagne, who was, absolutely a legend and an incredible thing and I was very grateful to have met her a, a few times in my career um wonderful lady she had decided to leave urban cookie collective and he was looking for someone to front urban cookie collective and this is 23 years ago mm. 23 years although I am 21 yes but um <laughs> yeah so he asked me if I wanted to do it and my kind of like thing in life is to embrace everything and so say yes and like so although I had my management hat on at the time I also am I just like making people happy and that feeling of um it's a connection when you're with an audience you know it's that that one connection that we're all on that same energy and um there's nothing quite like it there's nothing quite like it so I literally said um yeah I just said yes and then 23 years on I'm still doing it and I love my job and I love my life and I love every second and I love people 
So pretty much love. <laughs> oh, you have such a good energy. Do you feel Thanks. like, wow, that's crazy because you've been the front person of Urban Cookie Collective longer than anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Bless yeah. her heart too. I know. Rest in peace to Diane yeah, and her, absolutely. and and we want to show so much honor to her legacy. What have you been able to learn about her that was really inspiring? Do you know what? She's just such a well-respected artist and um, she paved the way for a lot of the 90s kind of artists as well. You know, mm. she's one of those, you know, she worked with Moby, she worked with Goldie, she she worked with like just legendary artists and she was a legend herself and mm. her voice is timeless. So um, to be able to, I, I, don't, I, I would never, can't step into her shoes because... I could never fill her shoes. All I can do it is my way, you know, and be me. Um, but to be able to have that opportunity that she created, the path and her voice that lifted that song to the heights that it did, that mm. is just a, a beautiful thing, you know, to be involved in. So I just have to say thank you to her and she'll hear. I, I actually feel like she's with me sometimes when I'm on stage. And and I always yeah. say a little prayer before I go on. And I always say, are you with me today? And I get a little shiver because I feel like she's with me. And um, I'm really spiritual in case you haven't guessed. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, she's, a, she's a wonderful, was and is and always will be a wonderful person. I'm glad that you feel that sense of her being with you too. I think that's beautiful. I do. She is. She is, she is part of sure she's timeless Did they ever fill you in on why and how they got that name, Urban Cookie Collective? Do you know what? I did ask Rowan ages and years ago, but I have to explain that my memory isn't great. <laughs> and it hasn't That's been okay. great for a few years now, if you know what I mean. Fair enough. <laughs> so um, the aging process may not be kind to me. Um, he had told me once, but I honestly don't remember why he got it. I don't think it was like... um. It wasn't anything really that memorable what he said. So I think he just kind of got it together. But I I, I can't answer that question because I don't remember. Maybe it was just cute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't Robin. think of cookie. Well, I don't think of cookie monster or anything like that. <laughs> like I, I do cookies. love the word. I love everyone loves the word cookie. Yeah, chocolate <laughs> cookies. Any day. Any day. <laughs> 
There was a bit of, uh, from what I understand from reading Wikipedia, that there was a, yeah. a little bit of controversy with Oasis over the cover of Champagne Supernova. What well, can you sure tell me about that? Well, I think, as I say with my memory, I think it was Noel Gallagher, um, mm -hmm. one of the Gallagher brothers anyway, um, stopped it from being released at the time because they recorded it. Um, so they stopped it from being released. Um, and But I still perform it because I love it. I love that song. They and can't do I, anything if you're doing it live. Oh, this is it. And it's a brilliant song and it was a good cover. Like, hey, yeah. you know what I do when I get Champagne Super Supernova on? I get everybody holding um, their, you know, their iPhones with the mm. light. I get everybody <laughs> get their little lights out and spread a little bit of love. And I get everybody waving their iPhones. And it's just the most beautiful sight, honestly. That is mm. special when that happens. Yeah. And now that I'm learning so much about you being obviously a public speaker, you told me that you've been doing that for years and voice coaching. Voice coaching. And I'm, I'm an NLP master practitioner. And what does that mean? Right, NLP, and I'm a life coach and a hypnotherapist, clinical hypnotherapist. So a oh, life wow. um, NLP is neuro-linguistic programming, which is the way that you think, mm -hmm. the words that you speak, and the actions that you take on a day-to-day -day basis, they shape your world. Mm -hmm. So by changing the way that you th think and speak and the things that you do, you can literally change your world. And um, you can rewire your brain. And the more, I'm very into law of attraction. And like, the more that you think negatively, that's just pulled to you. We're like magnets, you know, we are energy, like we're all energy on this planet. So we're going to attract what we put out. Um, so to fill your world with the most amount of things that you feel good about um, and, and that's it. Embrace the not so good as well as the good, you know, cause mm. you can, <laughs> you can, it's all how we choose to look at things. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. And I think, I know I always need to hear that. You know, oh, a lot of people do. I, I mean, I need to hear it as well sometimes because it's just the normal emotion, isn't it? To get yeah. to, to look at something and go, oh, no. But if you kind of look at it and go, OK, so that's happened. But what does that mean? What can that opportunity open up for me? Because this because I can't do this. What does that mean? What can I do instead? What what's the possibilities? It's finding uh, that possibility. Yeah. yeah in I've an there's a quote I always like that's uh life is 10% about what happens to you and 90% how you react to it oh yeah so if you look at it as yes this this didn't work out the way I wanted it to but I always think it happened for a reason always. that wasn't the path I was supposed to be on always and you know what the more you fight against something there's no point. The thing is, at the end of the day, the big things in life are the stuff that you can't control. Literally, mm -hmm. the main big things we cannot have any say over. And anything less than something, it might feel big to you, um, and and it, you know that can increase anxiety or or um, you know anxiousness. Um, but it's literally how how you look at it through different perspectives and and keeping from a place of present of calm and of now mm -hmm. everything everything can be sorted out because that that's the stuff you really can control at the end of the day so the big stuff you can't but you can that's control your reaction to things exactly yeah yeah how now being 
being a voice coach, how have you taken care of your voice over the years, whether it be on the road? What do you do when you're feeling a little vocal strain? What kind of tricks do you have up your sleeve? So for me, warming up is like essential, like really essential. So every gig, I have this like marathon warm up that it's just scales, but it takes me all the way down and all the way up. And um, and it literally just opens up your voice. Steaming is just magic. So um, I've got one of those um China kind of steamers that with the glass things, and I and I Ooh. literally inhale with that, and it's so good, and it opens up your throat. Your you know just gets you ready, hydrates your vocal cords. Um, vocal zone, I live by. I love vocal zone, which like is like a little sweet that tastes really sharp. I don't know um, if we have that here. We must. Uh, vocal zone. Cool. Vocal zone. They're really good. Um, and also some other people might not agree with me, but for me personally, I like um like a sugary orange juice, like a J2O. I don't know if you have that over there. What's J2O? Right. So it's like. It's like a mixer. I don't drink alcohol, but, um, you know, that is really di- dehydrating. <laughs> lots of us do. I used to. Hey, I man. used to a lot. But, like, no, now yeah. I, I kind of don't. But, like, I, I'm quite, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I think my party days are so, <laughs> I'm the kind of person yeah. that goes to bed at 10 o'clock at night. Now I'm like, I'm knackered. I'm, I'm feeling like, it. I get you. I feel it. I can't <laughs> do what I used to. Oh man. Well, I mean, I still love every second, but I'm an early riser. I'm up at like five in the morning. So uh-huh. getting up early riser. I love it. So, um, so J2O yeah. is like, a, is it like, like juice? It's, it's, it's like, um, it's a mixer. So like, you know, like fresh orange. I mean, if I haven't got J2O, I'll have a fresh orange, but that's a bit more, um, astringent. Is that the word? Astringent. Yeah. Astring- that's probably the Acidic? word. Yeah, yeah. This and J2O is a little bit more sugary, so I find it lines my throat a little bit. Uh-huh. So um, I like a J2O before I sing. But oh, okay. I'm an orange just... juice addict, so I don't know. But when yeah. I have orange juice, I get that frozen from concentrate, the frozen oh, one, and yeah, just yeah, add, yeah, yeah. add how much water I want to it. That's what I drink. But... Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, orange <laughs> juice. Nice. Have you ever had an instant? <laughs> incident um vocally whether you had a real sickness or something that made you like scared about what's happening with your voice has that ever happened to you oh yeah I mean I have um I have um Hashimoto's which is a thyroid condition oh yes I've heard of it yeah now before I got diagnosed I'd been to the doctor multiple times and um I always had my thyroid twisted and it came back I was all right Mm -hmm. but I was getting iller and iller and at one point I could, it was like razors cutting my throat every word I said. When my son was a baby, I, it was hard to speak to him a bedtime story because every word I spoke was like a razor blade cutting my throat. I was so ill and I went to a specialist at that point and he did my bloods and um, he came and he said, I have severe thyroid condition and it's Hashimoto's and normally he'd be taken out but my thyroid was actually almost dead at the moment like at that point so there was no point in even taking it out I was severely ill and um so I'm on levithoroxin for life so mm. yes I know that feeling that feeling where you just 
the pain is just intense. But as I say, my routine, I've always got food. My sets are quite short as well. They're mm -hmm. like three songs, four songs. So, you know, with the right, um, with Hashimoto's, it brings a whole multitude of different conditions. It's an autoimmune condition. So mm. um, I'm thankful for everything that I can do rather than things that I can't do. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I've kind of just got through. I've always got through and I've always been all right. And um, it's amazing what you can do, even when you think you can't do it, you know? That's true. So, yeah. Yeah. I've always wow. got through it. And I have had um I had nodule surgery as well at one point, going back years. This is when I had my oh. um I had a I've had loads of medical stuff going on with me. But um yeah, I've had I've had lots of different things, but I know exactly that feeling when when your instrument is not working <laughs> yeah. to full effect. But do you know what we are resilient we get through things and mm -hmm. um we just treat ourselves kindly and do what we can do and like if that if that means not speaking for like a day or two before or after then that's what you do and you just warm up carefully and just be kind to yourself like that's mm -hmm. it that's the thing it. yeah and that's the the key too is like the secret the key oh, i'm so cheesy um i think it's like you you got to realize, okay, well, I can't do what I did when I was 20. I need to smooth my way into things. Like you said, proper warm-ups. You can't just oh yeah hurt yourself. You got to make sure you keep yourself hydrated. All of those things, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You just, yeah, that's it. That's why I don't drink as well, because I'm so grateful of feeling well like or, or or better than I used to I mean at the time when I got diagnosed it was like I I couldn't talk I couldn't speak I couldn't like balance it was really really challenging at that time and mm. um you know every uh, every year that goes by where I'm getting older I'm more and more grateful for the for how I actually feel and I just concentrate on the good rather than they're not so, <laughs> you know. Well, you're glowing. You look healthy. You look like you're doing the right things. So that's Thank that's you. amazing. Thank you. I'm happy. I'm just <laughs> a happy person. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. Dope Nostalgia listeners, I love you and I thank you so much for being a part of this show and its success over the last two years. We have what's called Patreon for those who want to support the show financially. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a subscriber and get bonus content, early podcast release, all kinds of cool behind the scenes stuff, and more. There's different tiers of membership starting at only $1 a month. And we even have some special merch for you guys who are in it for the long run. So please join our Patreon. It's at www.patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia. Throw on your Jinkos, Baby Tees, and Doc Martens, grab your Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper, and join Jackie and Danielle on a journey to the late 90s as we reminisce about the movies of our youth on the No More Late Fees podcast. Don't forget your flannel and butterfly clips. And remember, be kind and rewind. Barks, the one with bite. What do you mean Barks has bite? Johnny? What do you mean Barks has bite? Johnny? What do you mean Barks has bite? 
Oh, hey, man. What do you mean, Barks has bite? Here, try some of this. Ouch. I haven't seen him that excited since he got his heels. Ouch. You tell him, Johnny. You tell the world. What were you doing in the early 90s? What? First of all, you would have been in your teens, right? I, would, I was, yeah. So, so I was born. So I said 74, mm -hmm. so 84, I was about 15, 16, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, who were you listening to? Who were your musicians in that era that you influenced you? What was going on in your teenage life? In my, well, you see, I'm a big 80s fan as well. Like, um, oh, Level 42, Scritti mm -hmm. Politti, um, Tapao, um, you know, all those Belinda Carlisle, all of these artists go west as well. All of these yeah. artists that I've just been touring with last year as well. I've just did a massive tour in the UK and all of these artists were on with me as well. So I was like every day it was like oh, a switch shop. Oh. I was going, I was like meeting these people that I'd grown up listening to. And, you know, it was incredible. Um Madonna, I'm going to see, I said in October, which mm. I'm extremely excited about. Um, but my 90s um my 90s was kind of like um well baby d Rosala, who i'm really good friends with now obviously i love Rosala. say hi she's been on the show twice i absolutely Rizala, adore her she's a love she's she one is. of my really good friends and i'm so grateful to know her um oh um obviously oh gosh in trance and mm. oh all of all of the classics you know i'm that yeah person i'm that eight the 80s 90s chick that is just inspired by music and one song that can just take you right back there you just mm. have to shut your eyes and listen to that song and you can be right how you were back in the 90s it's very um we're so lucky to have that you know we're very lucky to to have all of our senses and be able to experience everything senses that we want are, again, senses again. are crazy like even a scent can take you oh, back yeah. a scent so powerful like that's yeah it's one of the most powerful things it can just it, we are so gifted with what we can do you yeah. know and um yeah it's just take notice of that as well isn't it absolutely who did yeah. you get to meet during all this time that was a big influence on you that stands out do you know what because of my history like with the um record deal that I had and then it obviously it didn't happen and then the management and then obviously the urban cookie that early part of my life was it was I felt like I mean I'm very different now as a person like before I I just wanted to be I wanted to be that person that was on the stage with the big feather boa that I mesmerized at, in the club watching them on stage you know, remember strike you sure do yeah no i don't you know make me feel like loving you loving you yeah, oh my gosh well she was one of my 90s idols as well because i suppose because in canada you might not have had her over there but yeah. she was a big artist in the uk and um and i saw her in a club one night and i just thought i want to be you so that person was who I was kind of back then. It made me very driven and resilient and I was very bullied. So I kind of developed a, a, a sense of humor 
to kind of laugh at myself before everyone else laughed at me. And mm. it helped me get through things. Um, and I was bullied for like all my school life, like from primary through to secondary school. So it was really quite challenging. So after my record deal, I had that lack of self-worth still. So it was almost kind of like when I was doing my management, I had that hat on that was like very driven and it wasn't like anyone that I met, it wasn't, oh my gosh, I'm meeting you, which I was like when I met Sting, believe me, I met Sting <laughs> once and I was like, oh my goodness, you're Sting. And he got, he looks down at me, he went, yeah, like that. And I went, oh, <laughs> why? I was like, sting. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm not, I have never really been like that. I've always tried to be that person to try and get to that, you know, when I was younger. Um, and it's only later on in life that I kind of took a step back and kind of went after my NLP, you know, my NLP, um, all my, all my accreditations. And we had to do a lot of work on ourselves at that point when we, when we were doing all the, all the courses and, um, Oh God, I had issues I didn't even know I had, <laughs> but I I got rid of them at that point. And at that mm. point, my self worth returned. You know, this is going back about probably seven years now, and you know, and um, at that point, I allowed myself to be in awe of the people around me. And it was then, you know, like last year when I did those tours with the eighties people that I listened to growing up, I literally was just. Every time I met someone, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'd listen to you every day on my radio, on, on my cassette player, you know, my cassette. And I used to record them from the top 40 because that's what we used to have over here with the, you know, with a cassette tape. And it was just, oh, like, yeah. And pause, record and pause, but like with the adverts. <laughs> wait for know? the DJ to stop talking. That's it, right? That's it. Oh, we that's all it. did that. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I'm truly, I'm truly in awe of some of the people I've met like um stevie wonder like i was on yeah. i was on the uk version of shark tank as well so yeah. dragon den over here um we had a product that we released and um and it allowed me to meet some incredible artists like coldplay um like coldplay's producer used their light lead when when we were um promoting that and we met stevie wonder and just like that's so you know cool. sometimes you just take a, a step back and you kind of just go has that actually happened? <laughs> well, there's two things here I want to cover. First of all, Stevie Wonder seems to be one of those people that when I've asked this question, comes up a lot. That yeah. Stevie Wonder has been the most exciting person that a lot of people have had the opportunity to meet. He is yeah. he means a lot to a lot of people. Oh, he's another timeless legend that will never be replaced like he's an incredible yes. artist like it's just that voice that voice is god's Everything. gift isn't it? God and then given. you mentioned the dragon's den we have a canadian dragon's den that's based off the uk dragon's den so okay. i know of the show my question to you is is it available to see the episode you were on is it up on like youtube or anything because i would love to you. see it I think it is on YouTube and it's had over a million views. Nice. Um, my episode, yeah. Um, so if you search, uh, what the, the product that we had was called the Light Lead, Light Lead, but all one mm -hmm. word. And um, it was the world's first analog optical guitar cable. So oh. it was a guitar cable that was made, the signal could be, could be, is, is light, but it was an analog sound mm. not rather than digital so it was a crystal clear perfect 
replica well not replica perfect sound that's what it was no and sound we, deterioration uh, throughout the transfer none, is basically it none at all and um, it was incredible because another band that I managed at the time who we'd had a lot of success in the UK with was a band called Free Faller and we were doing a gig um in front of a big radio radio FM you know kind of roadshow thing and they were a live band and they went on stage to play and as the guitarist went to play his first note a radio station came blaring out the amps and it was the most like what is going on where well, I was side yeah. of stage and Dave, who was my partner, my, my business partner, <clears throat> was in the middle of the audience. And like we were telepathying with each other, kind of going, what's going on? <clears throat> and it works out. It was the guitarist cable. And it was acting as um, a pickup. Uh, it was capacitance. And it was picking mm -hmm. up a radio signal. So we changed cable, did the gig, went on. But we tried to buy an optical guitar cable. We couldn't buy one. So we made one. <laughs> and that was it. That was the start That's of the live cool. Yeah, I've definitely experienced that. Oh, or a radio okay. signal comes in from somewhere and you're like, why is this happening? And everyone's telling me, oh, your cable's stripped or something like that. That's it. That's it. And it's, yeah. And it's a cable that you use all the time. You don't even, there's nothing wrong with it, you know, as far yeah. as you're concerned. And then all of a sudden it just, just stops. That's it. Yeah, well, it's a good product which you've got yeah. going on. I like that. It was, it was. Oh, we don't do it anymore, unfortunately. Oh, it's so. not available anymore. It's, well, we never actually got it to manufacture because it was too expensive to manufacture. Yeah. But um, that was the problem. But we got we got offered a, a deal on Dragon's Den. Um, oh, cool. But, yeah, we got offered something. Um, but um, it was not right for us. We wanted to concentrate on the sound and the quality. And um, the Dragons wanted to do more like a mass manufacture, which would have degraded the sound. And it wasn't yeah, right for us. So we that kind would be of pointless then. Yeah, we just kind of moved on. And and I wasn't really that kind of a person either. The business world isn't, well, I say the business world, but that world wasn't really for me. I'm more of an LP girl. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> what yeah. are some of, when you think about Urban Cookie Collective, what are some of your favorite qualities of your bandmates? It's only me. It's only me on stage. It's only you. It's, it's only me. you. 23 years it's only been me i didn't realize i thought that there was a backing band with you nope it's me me on stage that is it that's just awesome just little old me in front of thirty thousand people going hi you are the <laughs> face of everything that's awesome oh bless oh, you i'm sorry forgive me i didn't realize oh, there no. was a band with you that's fine no rowan's rowan who's obviously the original of urban cookie was is my manager for uh, for urban cookie and mm. um but he doesn't he's never been on stage with me he's never mm. he's never performed he, that's it his, his performing days have been done <laughs> fair enough edit yeah. that out <laughs> that's, that's okay <laughs> now when you when you do festivals You've probably done some really cool festivals in Europe and whatnot. Have you done festivals in other countries as well? Oh, yeah. We do a lot in Europe. Um, I've done Dubai as well. Dubai. Mm. Um, oh, where else have I done? Memory. All over Europe, obviously. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't. I think we had a tour offered in Australia, but then COVID hit. Hmm. So we didn't end up doing that tour, but that would have been incredible. That was, that was, I think it was like a five date tour of Australia. And I think at one point Canada was, was meant to be on, on the schedule. I think one at one point Canada was, 
meant to be on there. We have a few nostalgia tours with acts from Europe that do come through quite a bit. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if you're not doing it soon, that you might be able to come here soon. That would be great. If you come to my city, I'll be there. I'll come see you. You better. I want, (laughs) I want a personal tour, babe. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'll take you. I'll show you all the sites. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah. Do you guys have a current project that you're working on? No, like, no, not like, with Urban Cricket. No, it's literally the nostalgia. That yeah. is it, you know, that's it. That's fair. What about you? What are you doing on your own under your name? Well, <laughs> well, I just kind of go out doing my 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 Urban Cricket thing. I've got my NLP thing going on. I'm a speaker. I tour on cruise ships. So I travel the world being a speaker and talking about everything really and making people feel happy (laughs) that's kind of my mission in life and the most important thing obviously is I'm a mum as well so my son's 13 um so yeah I I kind of like do a lot and I run some studios where you know people rent stuff for me so yeah I kind of do a lot of different things teach my coaching yeah it's good I I keep myself quite busy (laughs) Oh, I wish oh your 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 energy is so inspiring and it makes me it makes me feel amazing just chatting with oh, you. So I really appreciate the fact that I've gotten to meet you today. Oh it's wonderful. Thank you. thank you. Do you know what I did a gig on uh, last Friday and um it was for the uh, fashion awards. It was it was a last minute thing that came up. Um mm-hmm. and um oh uh, Brian May was there Brian May was there with his wife Anita Dobson Um, oh god it was just amazing Mm -hmm. and um that was just amazing what was I gonna say see my memory's just gone my mind is no it's okay because we were talking about like what you've been up to lately and then we were talking about like how positive you've been oh yes that was yeah. that thank you thank you for reminding me so see i'll tell you my brain i'm not joking so oh, i do this all the time text. oh i really do there had a text from um, someone that was at that gig saying that she'd seen me a few times over the years and i'd got her up to dance because i i when i do a kind of a smaller thing i get people up and we have a lot i get everyone up on the dance floor we have a party right we start the yeah. party and um, i got this lady up and she said, um, oh, this lady was just wonderful. She made my day. She said that she'd been pushing herself to get out of her comfort zone because she'd had stage four cancer. Mm-hmm. And she was two year um, in the clear of that. And she now says yes to do everything to open up. And she said that I I just, I, it made her, made her whole, you know, just made her just so happy. And she went back feeling like she hadn't done for a long time. And she sent me that text. I was like, you know what? That's why I love doing what I do because I I just want I just want love, happiness, peace, mm. all of the beautiful things that we have in life. I want more of that. And that is that's means the world to me, you know. Just that, that feedback is that one person went home feeling better than they have for years. And like that is just magic. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. It was brilliant. That's oh, where I went with my brain cell. <laughs> that's okay. We are on track. <laughs> oh, well, once again, I want to thank you so much, Danielle, for your time today. And I can't wait for this episode to come out. It'll probably be out in about a month. I'll I'll make sure I message you the week. Oh, of. yeah. Oh, it's so nice to meet you, Naomi. And you're beautiful. You 
you you're so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>